Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dave AC and The Sixth Doctor. Mind how you go in this old sci-fi museum. Uh, over here we have a, um, a vintage copy of uh, a Dave AC uh, Cooper, I think it was. Yes, yes. Bits keep falling off this one. Hello, Dave. Oh, I'm what? not a wax. I'm not a waxworks. <laughs> you you well, keep tripping every you, time I turn the heater on. You were prodding me, so I was just some sort of. Uh... I was going to say stiff or waxwork, but you'll you'll misconstrue that anyway, so I won't. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> what I'm paid to do. <laughs> yeah, slightly distracted. That 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 very thoughtful look on my face was I was just receiving a message to Ken uh, sending his apologies that uh, he won't be able to join it today. Mm-hmm. Um, he may try and join later, having just a little bit of uh, health issues at the moment. Uh, good to be here, and um, is anyone else with us? Yes, of course, we are joined, of course, by the third wheel. And uh, that's, that's the one that keeps us balanced. Fair and balanced, isn't that what it is? Yes, fair and balanced. No. I, 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 think I, I think you ought to quiz him on that one. Yeah, yeah. quiz, definitely, quiz. Yes, it is none other than Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Hello. Hold on, let me step back inside here. Hello, hello, hello. Sounds like we put his waxwork in the basement. <laughs> see, I, I was over at this other end of the museum, and I see copies of us in tubes. Must be us from a different time track. Oh, my God. <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah, space museum. Ooh. Excellent. Any more? Is that it? We don't. Oh, I've, oh. I've, I've had <laughs> oh, a apology from Ken, so... Yes. Uh, no, there's uh, uh, only one other, one other guy. Well, oh, it's, unfortunately, it's not an official show. Um, oh. Yes. But, but I think we should we should forage on anyway, and, and 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 just we just don't need to come. Of course, we just won't use it. You know. Well, well, I just said. I like to go. I did think we should uh, have a rally. You know how you know how we do this show so regimented, you know, uh, clicking like clockwork, and uh, everybody knows what they're doing, everybody knows what they're saying. Faultless presentation. I think we should just 
ditch that for one for one show and and just be a little just bit more the yeah 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 just for change because um, let's get this uh, just in case people think well this isn't going to be no good we might stop listening now let's just put out that announcement that we want to get out first of all that next month um episode uh 353 which will i believe be on sunday july the 7th will be our 10 year anniversary 10 years we'll have been doing tuning this rubbish out <laughs> yeah we should have had a fanfare we should have had a drum roll certainly had something oh, sorry i was I, I rolled in the other room um there it is that'll do that'll do that's five dollars well spent <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Dave's discount drum rolls. Yes, thank you, Dave's. Always been a fine purveyor of uh, of drum rolls. Well, well, well. I I do the drum rolls. You roll your R's. <laughs> I did say My that what? <laughs> you rolled your R's. <laughs> oh, Cybob is here. We can continue. Huzzah! Oh, it's get the candle. Get the candle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 and, and in celebration of of Cybob's uh, arrival. Control, new agent training program, section 3.5, the cone of silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. The portable cone of silence. What? Yes, Cybop has arrived, so there is need of cone since uh he is commander of the cone uh yeah. that was good yeah. timing in fact ian i'd go as far as to say that was good omens it was good omens definitely good omens <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah, are we calling us news or just are we just shall i shall i pull the tail on the monkey or what yeah yeah indeed you do go go to go go that's only five dollars each. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yes, thanks to uh, Dave's Monkey Corporation for, uh, of course, that uh, loan of the type of monkey. Uh, of course, you wouldn't expect us to keep a monkey in our homes, um, so you know, he comes to us once a month and, you know, been with us a while. Your name's Bob. Uh, so anyway, I'm, yeah, you. Here's the Bob. I mean, it, it's coming up on his 10-year anniversary and all. So, you know, yeah. thanks, Bob. I'm wondering whether this is the grandson of the first monkey, but we don't know. Or <laughs> he could be a monkey's uncle. Oh. See? That's a page of the joke book you haven't visited for a while. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. I'm losing the will. <laughs> Uh, I'm on painkillers. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't had any wine yet, so that's my excuse. Well, you're the pain. That's my excuse. Oh, I think oh. we ought to quiz before we get into the news. I think we ought to quiz Mike. Mike, yes. if somebody thought this podcast wasn't all up to 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 scratch, any good podcast you know about that also go on talk show that you may be uh, connected with? 
No, I hear people say that there's a there's this urban legend about a show that goes live Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, talk show ID 72402, where people from this podcast or maybe slight variant thereof appear on that show and they get drunk and they answer trivia questions that a version of me that calls himself Lord Quizmaster asks and they can call in 605-562-0444. I think I've got that number memorized. I hear that that, that urban legend has some credibility. I heard it discussed on Coast to Coast AM the other night. But yeah, there you go. Friday Night Trivial Radio Free Cameland. Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, that number isn't trivial because that number you can use to call into this show. Uh, 605-562-0444. Well done on that. And um, we, of course, are call ID 54821. Where else we get to advertise ourselves, Ian? Perhaps we're hiding our talents under a bushel. Yes, something like that. I think that's what I was hiding in the bushel. <laughs> um, what, what, what does this button do? Hi, I'm Rachel Bloom, and you're listening to the Cult Dumb Collective Podcast. Ooh. This is Daphne Ashbrook, and you are listening to Cult Dumb Collective Podcast. Are we having another? Fraser Hines, and you're listening to the Cult Dumb Collective Podcast. Hello, this is uh, Winston Churchill here, or otherwise Ian McNeese, saying listen to the Coldham Collective Podcast, KBO, keep buggering on. Thank you. This is Colin Sport, and you're listening to the Coldham Podcast. I think that should do it, unless you've got one more. No, I don't, don't, don't believe I do. I don't have everything go. loaded in here anymore. Um, I've got things like... Uh, no! That's a little bit of taste of uh, the Friday night trivial. <laughs> yes, yes. Benenigans all around. Anyway, I think we're getting rather too lax here now. Uh, we, we've gone the other way, Ian. You, you know, oh, you've gone okay, the other way. Fine. That, put, put that Snapchat filter away because you know, <laughs> keep, keep keep on target. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Uh, do you want to go to the news? Talk about what a bit? Sna- your favourite Snapchat filter. Oh yeah, one that um, helps me explore my other side. Um, um, having announced this on Facebook, of course, I don't want to necessarily bring it all into here, but um, yes, I came out as transgender. Um, and the wonderful thing is that this this app, it's amazing. It makes me look you know, beautiful. And, beautiful. Thank you. And I made some nice comments. It's like, and the funny thing is, is um, those of you who don't know, there actually exist pictures of me like that, that you know, I've of me dressed wig, etc. Um, and that's what I looked like. So it was really cool to be able to just hold this my phone up and see this, and it's just really, really cool. Um, you know, it is fun for people to do and see you know, what what I look like as a guy or a girl. Um, but sometimes they get some uh, some well, positive real world applications. 
You Hasn't know? Carl tried it with his where you can make your children look like an old person and you can look like the child, you know, do all sorts yeah. of things like that. Yeah. You've got all sorts of different ones, but this one just kind of struck me as being really, really cool. Um and yeah. So Well, I'm very pleased in one sense because I thought we'd lost Kirsty to Second Life. I thought we were, she was trapped mm -hmm. in Second Life. Yeah. Yes, because for those of you who went to any of our Second Life meetups, my avatar in there. Uh, her name is Kirsty, which is my female name uh, in real life. So, um, so, yeah, that's the reason why I had a female avatar and a good-looking one at that. Boy. Uh, she's not she's not bad. She's just drawn that way. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, yeah. Drew, I drew her well. Um, I, th I found her, her, her features were very pleasing. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it becomes like a work of art. You're trying to get this projection of yourself. You're not just like, oh, I want a blonde woman, Boof. you know. And so you, just like a, a regular avatar, you shape it to this kind of image you have. And, and that was the really cool thing about Second Life. It allowed me to do that. So. Well, that explains a lot, Ian. Because in, on Second Life, my, my my figure was a a six foot four, twenty five year old Adonis type of uh, person. So you know, slightly near to me, but a little bit, a little bit of a stretch. You know. <laughs> At least the hair was right. At least the hair was yeah, right. I had the right t-shirt on. <laughs> my second life was a blue dragon. So. Ah, I've been in Second Life in forever. I don't even know if anybody ever does any meetups there anymore. That were that was fun though to just get together in a in a. It's kind of like coming on Cultum, except you know we everybody could like look at a representation of of who this person wanted to be, whether you're dressed up as one of the doctors or a Dalek or um, something from the UFO. Yeah. Somebody from yeah. UFO, and it was it was just it was a fun fun thing, you know. Enjoyed doing that, and I and I because I had this second life, as it were, on Second Life. I actually worked in the uh, adult entertainment industry, uh, and um, so I knew places to go and get good free clothing, et cetera, Because there's always places that you know, they try and get you in to spend. You know the second life dollars lindens and oh, you know lindens, yeah. there there's a lot of places you could go to get geared up if you were just new to second life so i kind of you know i think it was when uh it was when you came in dave we went shopping and then um i took diane shopping as well yeah oh, so yeah yeah anyway so yes second life Sweet. meetups were awesome so you can tell everybody we're on a little bit of a holiday today. We're having a we're having a little reminisce before next week's, as I say, that will be ten years of Cultum, and we'll be back on the formal train for that one. Um, I think we ought to get some news in. News, news, yeah, news, news. Do you want me to start? Should we get get sure. slight? Slightly upset. Um, let's get. Sorry, I thought we were throwing a script away. I threw mine away, so I don't know who's got what. 
All right. Well, let, let me let me talk about. It. Of course, um, with the one of the disadvantages of doing these shows monthly now is that quite a lot can happen uh, between episodes. So we can't cover all the news that's happened. But um, let let let's lead with the um, the the sad news here that um, Stephen Thorne um, has passed away. Uh, died at the age of eighty four, born in nineteen thirty five. Um, he created three of the greatest. Uh, adversaries of the Doctor's characters. Um, uh, his towering presence and deep melodious voice, I'm reading from uh, DoctorNews.net now, were first witnessed in the 1971 story of the Damions, or Damons, when he portrayed Azel, uh, the last living demon on Earth, in a that's the one with their bock, and they have that, what's the, uh, Mike, trivial question, are you ready? Sure, buy it. Go ahead. What's the most famous thing that the Brigadier ever said? And he said it in that episode to Bok. <laughs> I was just saying the, the quote when we were. You would. Uh, chap with the wings, five rounds rapid. Excellent. Ten points. <laughs> yep. Um, but but he, he, he's also mainly the 1972 played Omega, the renegade, uh, renegade Time Lord uh, in The Three Doctors. And I've got a little clip from um, uh, the uh, three part four of The Three Doctors. It's about 35 seconds. I do hope I didn't do the wrong thing. Oh, you're an angel. I don't think you can do the wrong thing. I just did the wrong thing. <laughs> I did the wrong thing because that was clip number one. It was going to be in the official, uh, you know, the the lost episode of Coltdom that was episode three hundred and fifty three professional. That was that was a lost recording. Here we go. Are you sure that you and he are of the same intelligence? You couldn't run me up a quick recorder, could you? It's a little thing about this long withholding. I, I will tell mind, you the task. Well, it's not much more ask a small recorder. Silence. Please ignore him. Just ignore him. He's incorrigibly frivolous. Just because you're not musical, please. Please stop interrupting. Continue. Continue! While you play stupid childish games, you face annihilation, you know that? You, your entire race, your precious terrestrials, everything! And what do you do, huh? You wrangle and babble a pipe! It's not a pipe! What do you think you're trying to do? Testing the limits of his self-control. They're not very good, are they? No. Never not. It'd be dangerous if we push him too fast. We'll have to risk that. That temper is his only weakness. What are you saying? Do you plot against me? No, no, no. I was just explaining to my associate here that he should show you more respect for both our sakes. I am thoroughly repentant. Uh, you mentioned some task. Yes. I created this world through the power of my will. I created the organisms which brought you here. This is the source of the light stream you traveled along. And I created it. I alone, Omega! And it is not enough. I think that's enough for him. Uh, Ian, any thoughts on this actor's contribution to Doctor Who? And then we'll go to Mike. Um, oh, I'm sorry, but I don't really. I mean, you like fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. yes, fantastic act, but I don't really have an awful lot to. Mike, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of stuff to add to this. So as I was listening to that clip, my first thought was, was that Brian Blessed in, in early Doctor Who? No, it's not. It was a different actor. <laughs> All the projecting. Well, actually, he was in Z Cars with Brian Blessed, so that might help because his television he was credits in what? Z Cars, the police procedural. Z Cars. Z Cars. Oh, you're having me on. Z Cars. Z Cars. Uh, Crossroads, Sexton Blake, David Copperfield. Z Cars. Z Cars. Uh, he also opposed the the fourth Doctor playing uh, the male form of Eldrad. Come on, everybody. Eldrad, Eldrad must live. live. <laughs> um, and that was, of course, in the hand of fear. Um, so he recorded over 300 unabridged audio books, including children's stories, and often gave readings at events uh, at such places as Westminster Rummy. His awards include the, the Talkies Award in 1996 for uh, Enigma by uh, Robert Harris and seven Golden Earphone Awards from Audiophile magazine. So um, very well respected contributor to uh, Doctor Who. So um, I, I, there was one other um, passing. Um, uh, that's C Paul Condon, who's related in uh, Doctor Who, but very sadly, at the age of 48, born in 1970, uh, uh, he was popular DJ at Gallifrey One, UK convention runner and BBC producer, uh, loved by fans of Doctor Who, Strictly, Line of Duty, Eurovision Song Contest, many other things. He was editor of the book, A Thousand and One TV Shows You Must See Before You Die, um, and... Um, Originally from Ormskirk, he was the head organiser of the uh, Man Manoptican Three Convention held in Manchester Town Hall. Now, I never went to that, 1994, um, but that was a sad year for me anyway. So, uh, that, and uh, was icon to the following year. Along with the lifelong best mate, uh, Jim Stangster, he wrote and co-wrote books for television, film, and specified franchises, including TV Heaven, the Matrix Unlocked, The Complete Hitchcock, and Six Feet Under the Official Guide. So, again, very sad at the age of 48. Lots of people on uh, that we, we all know on Facebook that our Doctor Who fans um, were absolutely shocked at this, uh, this untimely uh, passing. It's a very short illness, I believe. Um, any, anything that uh, you wanted to mention? I think we were going to mention some... Could it be considered spoiler news for the next series of Doctor Who, Ian? Do you want to take that one? Um, I wouldn't consider it spoiler because it has been, the, the image has been released you know, through the press and on the Facebook page. So if you do follow Doctor Who Facebook, I, I, I don't consider it to be a spoiler. Right, well, I'll put um, the link in the room then for um, Cybob and... Anyone else under the count? Yes, uh, there has been a image released um, by the BBC, of hmm. course, uh, announcing the return of the Jadoon with a, a picture of the Doctor with the Jadoon. So it'd be interesting to see if they get a decent story, maybe. I don't know, because the Jadoon 
are a little bit on the one dimensional. Yeah. They're just these cops. That's all we know. They just storm around and, you know, but the, the, the interesting thing is the one in the photo appears to have hair, which we didn't Come. see in any of the previous. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if that means there's going to be a little more character in there. Um, it would be it could be really cool because maybe we'll get sort of inside the Dune civilization and kind of flesh them out a little more, you know, because you know, to be honest, we don't know anything about them, you know, short of what they may have brought up as a you know whether the you know, like they when they go through the alien database thing, there's an entry for them and you know, I don't even know what it says. But uh yeah, so that's interesting. Well, it's their strict adherence to the letter of the law, wasn't it? There was no, right. um, the, the, you know, the, the, a spade was a spade, uh, you know. Uh, and the, uh, the, the thing that apparently got a lot of attention and a lot of novelty from people is the fact that, you know, they're very high tech way of marking you out as uh, somebody who's uh, in trouble. They use yeah. a mark pen. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a sharpie marker. Awesome. Well, I mean, that made that made a lot of sense, really, from you know, story-wise to you know, getting your your audience, which is kids, and uh, you can they can either just play with a marker themselves, or the toy line can come out with a detector, you know, knockoff, and and the. The great thing about it is it marks just like on TV, you know, easily replicated, you know, home use toy. Let, let me just have... sorry. Go ahead. I'm saying let me let me just ask Mike. Do you think of him? How dare you insult me like that, Dave? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh, <Mo>. <laughs> It's yeah. all this it's all this leather gear I've suddenly put on. I've got all these belts around my waist. It's oh a bit my. The, the outfit they're wearing, isn't it? They're a bit oh David. David, David, what? David. What? You're in the leather <laughs> gear now. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> oh, this is where we're bit, going. It was a bit incongruous, wasn't it, now for uh, I mean um, anyway. Was it Russell that um ha, um I was going to say the word invented, but that's not the right word. Are they his creation? I guess technically so. Their their first appearance was on Smith and Jones, which was a Davies written episode. And mm. their only other appearance I know of, in which they actually played a part in the story, was uh, at the end of series four, Stolen Earth, uh, Journey's End, when they were got a bit more information about them, which that additional information was really just that oh they're the they're they're a police force but they're they're for, for the uh work with the shadow proclamation which makes me wonder if we're going to get another mention of them in in this new series of doctor who with their episode who knows were they in the back of the you know the the one at understone henge did they appear in one of the races as i think there? so think probably so. they were never a focus of the episode just yeah. background yeah, yeah. appearance so in other words russell's getting some money out of this right and they did the same oh, same up oh, they sorry. did excuse me 
Yeah, okay. Um, uh, they did this, let, let Ian mute himself for a minute. Um, they did the same thing with the, like the Ood mic, that um, they only had one Ood that had the sort of red eyes and the animatronics. Here, they, they, they saved money, didn't they, by most of them having this uh, enormous um, covering um, helmet thing. And you only actually saw one with the prosthetics. But I must admit, the one that did talk, um, I'm assuming it was only one, they may have had two. Uh, th they were extremely well done. And as Ian says, they may be refining that now with having the hair and uh, things have moved on. Because would you believe it's 12 years since um, uh, they were on that main Smith and Jones episode? 12 years since they platooned upon the moon. Ah, indeed. And I believe um, Smith and Jones, we keep going back to this story quite a lot, you know. If you're going to introduce people to Doctor Who, you know, a lot of people would say Rose maybe, but um, I think Darth said that Smith and Jones <clears throat> was probably, he thought, the best introductory story um, at the beginning of a series. I suppose the um, the Eleventh Hour was another good one with Matt, um, but that's it. Um, you've got some. Uh, thank you. Um, you've got some. Um, have we got any more Doctor Who news before we go to perhaps Mike, one thing he was going to mention? I don't think we've got any um, other... There, there, only other Doctor Who related news I can think of is that coming up soon is a VR, virtual reality experience. I don't know. It's I don't know. Oh, well done, such, yes. I don't know too much about it. There was a trailer released for it on the, on the YouTube channel several weeks ago, but that release is coming up soon. Whoops. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Uh, they've been yeah. demoing it at, at um, some conventions too in the UK. I know that um, Tim Drury was uh, at one and, and took a photo of somebody trying it out. Yeah, my uh, son-in-law son Tom sent me a, a, an email of it. Um, actually, it was on Saturday. He, he sent me early on Saturday. There was actually, uh, it was being shown in Oldham which is not far from Manchester, at 1pm uh, yesterday here in the UK. I mean, it's, the, the full title of this is Doctor Who, The Edge of Time, and it's slated for a release on VR devices such as the Oculus Rift. Uh, maybe, the, the, I think, not, may or may not be on the PlayStation VR. I may, uh, that may not be true, but at least on the Oculus, uh, slated for a release this September. Right. I don't, um, if, I don't even know if I can do any of those VR things because of my eyes. Right. Well, one of the things about this new Oculus that's come out, by the way, is that um, before, when you had those, you had to have a fairly powerful computer that it, it, it wired up to and that powered it. But I don't know whether it's the one that's just come out or one that's coming out soon. Uh, the actual, um, all the all the work is done within the Oculus Rift thing on your head, so you don't you can have it wired free, which um, uh, got it. I think um, uh, Bruce, uh, you know, one of the other members of the Torture team, he's 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 got one. He was sent for review, and basically you 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 mark out the room that you're in, in terms of because obviously you don't want to walk into a wall while you're doing it, uh, and then it. It, you can use it in that sense so i don't know whether that's tied in with the 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 um the untethered 
aspect of it but yeah uh, and i put a link in the room for those people listening to us later if you if you listen to us on itunes of course or any of the other podcast directors you don't see all the chat links that we put in during the show but if you actually come back to the talk to you site and go to you know put in 54821 and go to our page if you if you're listening via the streaming page then um and the streaming page for this will be the number will be double six seven four double eight five and you can see all the text and there'll actually even be a transcript of all those words of wisdom uh, it may even be some dogs on it although I don't think the transcribe does dogs Arf. <laughs> might do my bocho fold show though um, there you go. So, Mike, anything? Did you want to add anything else? That are you done on that? Want to move to your other item? Uh, that's pretty much all there is to say about about that right now. Um, until more, like, of course, all the demos for that going on. I'm not really a big fan of VR personally, so I doesn't right. like it. That's one reason I'm not looked into it too much. One thing I can say is, you know that. Um, well, let's just say nobody's trying to take over the human race with VR. It's too expensive. Yeah. yeah. That's how you know it's alien safe, right? Because, I mean, if aliens are going to try and get us all with VR, they make it really, really cheap right out the and gate. Have you, have you seen the Nintendo Labo VR set? 40 bucks. It's a cardboard set for the oh, yes. VR uh, in the sense of the, the, the Oculus Rift or the PlayStation mm -hmm. VR, but it is some form of VR. It's a $40 construct cardboard set. You make a visor, slide the switch into the front, and that's how you play. It has have goggles. Yeah. All, all you need to do is just put your $1,000 phone into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it only works with the switch. <laughs> oh, right. But yeah, there's there's that. So the next item that I that I've got here, let's do a bit of uh, establishing of the timeline here. Let's go back to 1993. There was a there's an NBC show that I'm sure all of us here have seen and are, and are fans of. It was Quantum Leap, and the last Yay. season, it was the towards the end of production of the last season, the shows. The show's status was in flux. Maybe it would get a sixth season. Maybe it wouldn't. So they were writing and filming the last episode called Mirror Image um, without knowing if they'd get a sixth season. And then and, the, and then right there in the 11th hour, they found out, oh, we're not getting as another season. They're canceling the show. So Belisario and the production team threw together a rushed ending with the title cards with the ending of Quantum Leap that is... <laughs> caused so much ire and and annoyance among fans uh and over the years over the 26 years since then um there have been rumors that there were two two um alternate scenes at least planned alternate endings for, that would that would lead into a sixth season that would, that would completely change the direction and structure of the show if it had gotten that additional season Donald Belisario, the show's creator, completely denied that they'd ever filmed either of those. The scripts had been had been written, but no, they didn't exist. But other cast and crew said that, uh, yeah, we did film those. So now we skip ahead to late February last year. There's this um, there's this one YouTuber, Allison Pregler, who's a huge fan of behind the scenes media, media and just artifacts of tv shows and movies she she bought this uh 
lot of stuff from from eBay, from different just boxes of stuff from different TV shows and movies. And when she got the boxes, she started going through those, and she found some film negatives, some actual film neg- black and white film negatives. And she recognized the two characters in in the scene pictured as as uh, Al and Beth from uh, Quantum Leap, and but she, she couldn't remember remember what scene because what what when did they ever have a scene together? Maybe one episode, but they were dancing this, together. They were dancing yeah. together. But this definitely wasn't it. Al was wearing a completely different outfit. So was so was Beth. They were both wearing completely different outfits. So this was this became the first physical proof that the alternate ending had actually been filmed. I'm going to put a link into chat. You can see the film negatives. They're really neat to see. So that was the the first official proof that that ending had actually been filmed. Skip ahead to this past week when, and I still don't know how the footage was found. Uh, someone on Reddit with the using with the screen name Leaper one nine five three. There's a there's a subreddit that I that I uh, subscribe to called uh, Lost Media, which people post searches for and. Uh, for all these different lost episodes of different TV shows, lost episodes, TV it, games, whatever, movies, whatever, the searches for all these things. And somebody found it. Somebody found the actual production, the actual filming. Uh, it, it's it, and it's 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 still the the rough, the very rough shape. The audio is in terrible quality, but it's it's the the actual production, the actual filming of this this lost scene, and you hear the audio. The script ha- was found several years ago, so I guess that that was technically the first the, the first proof. And you can find the script um, as I'm dropping these into chat. This is the fans. There's a there's a Quantum Leap fan site called Al's Place, named after the look setting for the last episode, and it has the the script, including both lost endings. This is the one where. Al and Beth are, are are together. This is after the end of 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 the of the last episode, and it would have the and the 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 dialogue led into what would have been the 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 cliffhanger ending to lead to season six, but it never happened. NBC canceled the show, so it's just so neat to see 26 years later this bit of lost history of the show that would have been the transition to the new season and we finally get to see it it's just who would ever have expected to find that but now 26 years later now we just have that other uh there was an there was the other uh, cliffhanger ending that would have had uh, that would have had al becoming a leaper himself and uh and chasing down sam through time beyond the boundary of sam's lifetime so that i would like to see but this is just really cool then there was right. there was there was talk about it coming back at being his daughter or something. Yeah, back in the early two thousands, Sci-Fi Channel, NBC Universal, they were planning on relaunching a, three different shows: Trimmers, uh, Quantum Leap, and Battlestar Galactica. I don't know which of those actually succeeded and went through. Can't can't possibly figure that one out. But the, <laughs> the whole idea, Trimmers, they made it to air two or three episodes and it was canceled. Uh, yeah, the, the it would have been. I think the prod, the, the code name for it was Quantum Leap, uh, the Second Wave, or something like that, and would have followed the right. story of Sam's daughter from the trilogy chasing Sam down through time. Oh, uh, 
since we're, we're talking about things that have been f sort of found, let me just um, take us back one minute. Um, hang on a second. Oh, um, sorry about that. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear my? Um, I was trying to save something here. Um, I'll put it in. On um, in the UK, there's Antiques Roadshow, and I've got the right. There we are. Um, the son of a, an artist uh, brought in a, a load of covers that she used to do uh, the painted covers for um, Enid Blyton books and others. But they also did uh, the, the one that I'm showing you there now. It's um, Doctor and the Crusaders. And uh, apparently, um, you know, this is was quite valuable. Um, it's, it's the son of the artist. Um, let me have a look what... Uh, it must have been her son Roger, who uh, Colin Brockhurst wrote on on a reply to my thing. Said, "Oh, it must have been her son Roger who scanned the artwork for me." Um, it was the artist's son in the show, um, one of four sons, and um, I'm trying to find out the. Oh yeah, Mary Garant, G-E-R-N-A-T. Um, the artwork for a dot two box cover. I think it was one of the very first um, ones that came out. That's uh, dot two and the Crusaders, written by uh, David uh, Whittaker. Showing the first doctor there. We'll stop that now. Okay. Um, and that, that oh, did eventually make it to the target novelization range and had a completely different cover. There's a link to it in chat. Oh, target thank you. Hey, we're in danger of getting professional again. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah, Thank you. I remember. Yeah, right. Um, I thought that was a rather good cover, the one that she did, because uh, obviously the doctor, again, whether he looks like an old man, does that mean he's an old man in terms of what he can do? Obviously, they made him William Hartnell. They made him frail as well. But the, the way that the person has drawn it, He's being chased by a rather portly soldier, uh, and I think that that that's done on purpose. Because if it was a very fit young soldier, he'd have no chance of getting away from him. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, we've got a few other things to cover uh, in terms of direct news. Um, anybody else want to bring anything in? Well, I mean, I know stuff that's on our list, but I'd like right. to talk about next. Well, then, please do. A little bit, a little bit Star Wars, a little bit Disney. Yes, uh, the uh, Galaxy's Edge out at uh, Disney, Disneyland. Right, I've got world over here. Yeah, Disneyland, bastards. Disney World should have been first. Uh, <laughs> yes. Anyway, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has has opened, and uh, there's a, an article, of course, that we're looking on uh, Gizmodo.co.uk. The Star Wars Galaxy Edge is here, and the good and bad. Um, I've seen a couple of videos of uh, one of the like the walk-ups to the, the 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 line waits that you have to go through. You think you're going through the ride, but you're not really. You're just kind of in this holding pattern uh, while you while you wait. But uh, yeah, it looks the the detail of the place looks fantastic. Um, and the ride 
even though they couldn't show you any of that on film. Um, apparently, there's the YouTube. I don't know whether it's, it's the, well, there's um, different ones that you can go in as the pilot or an engineer or whatever. And but the sounds of things, there's different outcomes. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, you go in in groups of six. So the mm. advice is that you're best if you go in with people you know, because you can you can swap around. the The best mm. thing to be apparently is um, there are two two pilots. One one a little bit like the Outer Limits. Uh, one controls the vertical. One controls the horizontal. Uh -huh. uh, and the engineers have to restart the engine if if they go too radical on it. Um, it, it breaks the warp drive and you drop out of warp and then one of the engineers has to do it and then these technicians or something. Uh, but apparently the engineer's job is the best one because you don't hardly have to do anything so you can actually watch. But on this little uh, Gizmodo link I put, uh, their advice is, um, you know, if you wiggle it too much and you drop out of uh, warp, there's a slightly bit of an extra adventure you go on or a little scene where you drift through... Um, you know, a, um, an asteroid field or something. So you actually right. get a longer ride. <laughs> yeah, plus the minuses, you know, and everybody wants to get the whole thing too at some point. So it's great that they give you, you know, you can multiple experiences. Oh. And uh, I gotta say, one of the experiences is just the lead up to getting on the ride is, of course, you get on the Millennium Falcon. Well, a Corellian, uh, Freighter was it? Freighter? Yeah, um, I don't know if they're they're all supposed. Yeah, if it's supposed to be Falcon, but uh, yeah, then so you're going on Smuggler's Run, um, and but yeah, just you're walking through that interior interior. You know, there's nothing beats it. Like it's going like going on the bridge of the Enterprise, or uh, you know, a, a mock up of, of a Tardis or, or whatever. You know, depending on whatever your fandom is, is that's one of the things. You know, there's because when you think about it, there's not that much permanence in Star Wars. It's basically the ships. Uh, there's no, you know, home-based ship. This is it, you know. Um, this is the one permanent place in, 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 in Star Wars is, the, you know, flying around in the Falcon. Yeah, and as Mike has put in the text, and we talked about it a little before we started. It's got the wrong size dish, but it may well be that it's in <laughs> it's uh, the wrong shape. Actually, isn't it? it should be round, but perhaps it's. The, the, I mean, the the YouTube I said set, called it the Millennium Falcon, but it may be a generic model but that's been slightly modified. No, it's yeah. it's Millennium Falcon. It's just following the 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 design of the. The, the new movies because in force awakens and last jedi it has that rectangular satellite dish uh, uh, thank you for that we were, we're hoping that, that darth might be with us as well because uh, um, i don't know whether he well obviously he won't have had chance unless he's on mainland uh, america at the moment but yeah, you see he's been there for the opening so it's the it's the california one it's opened at Ian, not your florida yes. one. Oh, no. that's a bit uh, they're still working on ours, I think. But it is a vast area. One, one of the um, the um, CNET, I think it was, at a grand tour. The girl that was doing that said, one of the great things about it is wherever you're standing, you can't see any other part 
of the Disney World because it's got That's high great. height, so um, you get a re real sense of being there. And right. but not feeling, yeah. but not feeling, you know, like you're caged, you know. No, yeah. And if you've got two hundred spare in your pocket, what can you do with that, Ian? Give it At to me event. so I can go to uh, to Disneyland. What? You can build yourself something. Oh yes. What? I thought the going price in that was four hundred. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah. Well, on this video, it said two hundred. Perhaps that's the standard. You can add extra bits onto it, but it's—is it Savvy's Workshop? Now, is that the little um, CGI character that you liked so much in the film? Ian, that little girl, the little la old lady with the big goggles on—is that Savvy? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Hon oh, Hondu—that might be Hondu. Hondo leads you through the story of Smuggler's Run. Yeah, um, he's the, the yeah he's a pirate. Right. He's actually the he's the interesting thing is that um, is the fact that that character is playing such a major part in this entire thing is because Hondo exists only from um, the uh, animated series. I think it was. Uh, which one did he start in? He started in um, Clone Wars. Yeah, I think he came in, in in the Clone Wars and has made it into the other animated shows and stuff. And so now he's like you know a major animatronic. You know, so it's wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if he shows up maybe in a movie some time soon let, let me cool. just try now th this will only be for the people who are here with us let me just try uh, sharing my screen a moment um uh, and at least cybob uh, should be able to uh, see it just can you confirm guys you've seen the screen there yes. so there's the the Melian falcon um there's the actual lightsaber craft shop uh, a section of Don Connors, is that whatever that is? Uh, or there's a bit where you can make your own droid as well. Cool. Uh, and you, there's this long conveyor belt going like a sushi bar, and you have to pick four components up. Um, but you can pick all the colours, and then you go and you build it, and then they activate it for you. And there's there's the actual uh, inside the ship, right? Yeah, you and, can see a lot of uh, if you go on YouTube, you can see some walk up, you know, videos of people going through the line and then coming off at the end. But they, of course, they can't video within the ride. Um, right. I'm not saying that you can't find video of inside the ride. I'm just saying the one I watched. You know, so. I tried to share that image, but it wouldn't let me. So that's it. Uh, so. Yeah, it's going to um, be fun. I can't wait till they build one up here. Oh, and apparently you can try the, the blue milk and they've got green milk. Uh, 
it's made of coconut milk is the main ingredients i believe mm. spoilers but there you go so i'll also, stop sharing. from what i've heard there's also while you while you're there there's a there's an app you can download and use on your phone that lets you partake in a little mini uh, in a mini game while you're there a mini game where you get to uh, help out the resistance and you get to find different clues and different goals and uh, complete different missions there while you're while you're on the ride and uh, the whole ride comes the whole your whole time there comes to a close with stormtroopers escorting you out apparently <laughs> oh okay i wonder that space up there was a there was a, at one of the disney parks and it, you basically they've just upgraded it to a, an app um instead it was uh we were there it was one of their mystery team it was other i think it became a phineas and ferb clue hunt um oh, i can't remember what it was before that but you would go from place to place and you would find these clues and a little animatronic would go off or something when you you know hit a button and, and things like that and you get led around the park um this was at uh, epcot and right. uh and i think it was kim possible it could be it anyway um i think there are quite a lot of places it sounds like they've repurposed it for this which is a great thing too you know right there are places where you can do photo opportunities because um you the character ray when we first signed she's a scavenger and she's got this 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 big machine that she uh, magnetically puts this the uh, puts a little net at the side where you can sit on that and have a photo opportunity there and so mm -hmm. lots of things so i mean i mean i would imagine it's so big this that you go and you only spend the day in that right that section of the park it must have its own separate pass i would have thought yeah. No, I think it's it's going to be part of the regular admission. Uh, well, the is cool that, thing of is about, but by the time I do get around to going to it, hopefully, at least all the diehard people will have gone. And uh, so when it opens in Orlando, maybe it won't be quite such a rush, you know, because right. people have already seen the other one. Because I'm uh, I'm not I'm not great with crowds, to be honest, especially in the heat. So right. But yeah, apparently there was, uh, I think there was word of a resort with ours. I'm not sure. Uh, let me just right. share that. I may be wrong because I, I thought there were plans for a resort where, you know, um, that would link in with, with that part. So you'd stay in a Star Wars themed. The, the, that was the uh, thing that put about the dish being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that light's wrong. <laughs> yeah, stop saying that. Okay. Right. Um, I think it's time to move on, Ian, do you think? Right. Now, um, move along. Move along. Uh, before we do, the, 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 let me mention the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is, in fact, I've got elephants on me background screen from um, the equator tv series which is fantastic above the equator um and that is that um, unless mike wants to say something and i don't think he does but um we're not really going to talk about the game of thrones which is now uh, season eight finalist i was hoping to get um i i, I would have thought um 
the final series would come out on Blu-ray by now. It hasn't here in the UK. Thank you, Mike. You just explained he hasn't got any interest in that. So we will we may cover it next month. Um, hopefully by then I'll have seen it. I've seen all the, the the seven up to it, but I haven't seen the eight. In fact, one of the things when I went to that uh, link that Mike put up, that I had to come off it fairly quickly because I thought I saw a spoiler about one of the members of the Stark family at the side. So <laughs> I tried to quickly move away from that. Um, so we won't be talking about Game of Thrones today. Anybody who's tuned in hoping that we would do that. Uh, if somebody else had come on who had a knowledge of it, we'd have perhaps made a, a spoiler-free little chat about it. But one of the things we do want to talk about it that's... Um, and I can't see it myself at the moment, but it will be on BBC at a later date, is uh, The Good Omens, Ian. Should we talk about that next? Yes, yes. Um, so it's not been on the BBC yet? No, it, apparently it's going to, when it when it's finished airing on, uh, is it Amazon Prime or if it's on, right. then it will, then it, because it's a joint production, but they get right. first dibs at it. Yeah, because it was released on Friday, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it will be when it goes to BBC and it's BBC Two. They're going to be showing it as a weekly thing, Ian. So it's, I think oh, it's six okay. one, six six one hours episodes, I believe. This is the story, um, um, and I'll put the uh, written by Terry Pratchett and Neil Game. Do you want to lead us on this one, Ian? While I um, try and not be spoilerish, if you, uh, I mean, yeah. we've got a cl clip about the. Them talking on the uh, the morning program. I don't, you, do you want to play that uh, before you talk? Because they they basically give the outline of the story, which is not a spoiler, because it's the actual. Do you, want, do you want to do that or not? Which one was that? Which clip? Well, you can play either the, the either of the play both of them one after the other. The short okay. one first. I do hope I didn't do the wrong thing. Oh, you're an angel. I don't think you can do the wrong thing. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's been bothering me. And I've been worrying too. What if I did the right thing with the whole eat the apple business? Demon can get into a lot of trouble for doing the right thing. It'd be funny if we both got it wrong, eh? If I did the good thing and you did the bad one. <laughs> No. In the background, by the way, they, they'd given Adam and Eve a, a sword when they got uh, them out of the Garden of Eden. And there's a picture yeah. of a, uh, them in the desert with a tiger or something. And Adam's trying to fight the tiger off with a, sword, a flaming sword. A flaming sword, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the flaming sword comes up again and again and again. All um, right. You want to play clip anyway, in a second? Me... Yeah. Sure. So what's the story? Tell us the story. This is based on a book um, by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. That's right. Uh, it's called Good Omens. And yep. it's about uh, uh, Michael plays the angel Aziraphale and I play the demon Crowley. We've been on Earth since the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been each other's respective head offices re representative on Earth. But over the millennia, they decide, or they come to realise that actually they've got more in common than they have apart. So despite the fact that they come from opposite ends of the mm. spectrum, yeah. They end up becoming sort of firm they friends. Quite like each other, really. Did you fight over the the parts? I mean, as to who would be good and who would be bad. Well, I, I the, the demon Crowley has to be very cool and have a swagger, 
And <laughs> David, there's no one better than <laughs> David to do that. And there's no one more intrinsically good than <laughs> Michael Keaton. <laughs> I, I, he's, a, he's a worried angel. He gets very yeah. stressed and, and worried about things. So that, that sort of suited me. Yeah. But also neither of them are, you know, as, we, as, from the, as you might have gleaned from the setup, I'm not a particularly bad demon and you're not a, no, an altogether good We're angel. We're sort of terrible at what we do. Yeah. Yes. They, they, it's all slightly camp, isn't it? There's something like a, in, a, in a very happy-go-lucky way. I mean, it's, it's, it isn't scary, is it? Well, they they didn't get there. Yeah. 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 So their mission their mission is to stop the end of the world by finding yeah. this baby, this child. Well, I yes, I as a representative of hell on earth, I get charged with delivering the Antichrist to the order of the chattering nuns. Lovely chattering hence nuns. Their, uh, hence yeah. them here they are, uh, <laughs> in order to bring about the end. Exactly. Times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I slightly well myself and the nuns slightly mess it up. So then we set out to a bit because we're quite liking the mortal world. You see, we've lived on it. We sort of love it. We like a nice glass of wine, yeah, yeah. nice meal, mm. um, and we've sort of fallen in You've love with 6, the world. Six thousand years of it. Nice, yeah, my yeah, kind of guys. Yeah, essentially <laughs> it. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a great story. It's something I fell in love with when I um, first read it. Um, actually, I don't think I'm not sure if I'd read any Terry Pratchett prior to that. I think that was my introduction to Terry Pratchett, and wow. then I kind of you know went off on him rather than Neil. Um, but it was a fantastic book. I remember just it was one of those books that I just I, I really couldn't put down. It was one of those things you know my mom would be like, Did, you know I love the dishwasher, and I'd have to put the book down, you know, do that, and then I'd go back to the book. You know, it was like video games are now, you know. You know, you can't, you couldn't stop me going back to that book. It was just, right, more, need to know well, more, for, you know. Just for you go on that, with your youngest child, I, I'm sure, because mm. Terry wrote a lot of children's books as well. Yes. I, I came into that, um, um, Only You Can Save Mankind and uh, Johnny mm -hmm. and the Dead, Johnny and the Bomb, and you can find them as audio adventures, Ian, they're, they're great. So Johnny and the Bomb, uh, the Bomb, <laughs> Johnny the bomb. <laughs> Sorry about that one. That's that's the adult room. <laughs> yeah, it's Johnny and the bomb, and only you can save uh, mankind. The carpet people, um, the gnome trilogy. Uh, but, oh, I love uh, gnomes. Yeah, but yeah, I, I uh, remember seeing, I remember reading all of those, and then seeing, um, I think Cosgrove Hall did it. It was the stop motion um, uh, animation. Uh, that they did to to do um they started off with uh truckers and uh, oh. and but they never went any further than that um they never made any more of the books um so that was a shame because they did a really nice job of it because you know here are these gnomes these garden gnomes and you know they think yeah. that their world is the store. They don't know right. anything of, of anything beyond the store walls. So it's 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 a really neat story. Anyway, so we're getting off topic yeah. <laughs> onto something else. But yeah, um, I really really enjoyed it. I, it's it's one of those things that like I could definitely watch it again and. Um, One thing I, I guess, well, I don't think it ever got explained within the the actual series was about uh, 
queen playing in 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 um in Crowley's car the entire time. There's a reason behind that. And I won't say it in case it's in there and I missed it. No, I'm gonna look stupid. But anyway, yeah, it was it was really good. Um I hadn't read it for a while and I did think about reading it beforehand, but now I think it might actually be better reading it afterwards because I already had an image long time ago of what all those characters were like and I think it was good that I didn't refresh it because then sometimes it can be let down because you know the ideas are still fresh in your mind of what you thought these characters looked like and sounded like and you know right. so. it is a long book as well apparently uh, when Neil Gaiman was adapt he Pratchett has, has asked him to adapt it and he thought he had you know years to to to, to get to it and then uh, as we know he had uh, Alzheimer's and passed right. away and uh, and then uh, he felt uh, Neil Gaiman felt as though it was basically turned into his last request that he adapt it right uh, yeah. So he basically chopped it up in the book into six parts and said that was the easy bit, and then doing it. Now, Ian, let's do a bit of trivial since Mike's here, and okay. I think I can imagine one. There are apparently a few Doctor Who references and little nods to. Did you spot any? Well, I know that they were in the diner that appears in Doctor Who for an American diner. It's in there. Um, Anything about a car? About a car? A car that's seen? I won't spoil it for everybody, but look at the number plate. Oh, okay. I don't know if I saw that or not. The, uh, the, 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 the letters of the number plate are an anagram. Uh, Mike, have you seen any good omens? Negative. Negative, right? No, it wasn't. It wasn't K nine referenced. <laughs> I know Don't some think. people didn't agree with. Um, uh, one person was like, uh, "I think it was." I can't remember who it was. Carol Murray's car. Might have been Carl. Might have been. Yeah. Uh, I've closed up yeah, Facebook. Some, I was yeah. getting a, a, a link that my connection was a bit weak, so I closed it out. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody's thinking, it all depends, like I said on that, that the story that gets constructed in your head as opposed to somebody else's head, you know, um, the way you make sense of the characters and perceive them, whether they're short, tall, blonde brunette you know small fuzzy cat uh a small fuzzy orange cat small fuzzy blue cat you know we all kind of create a different version of the story in our heads and so if it doesn't match with yours then yeah i can understand that you know okay yeah, so i thought um, they did a really good job it's 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 funny and wacky and and I think it carries the tone that's created in the book quite well. Okay, um, let's see how we got. How are we doing for time? Are we? 
we're just going to cover, I mean, I was going to suggest that we, we talked a little bit, and I'll see if Mike wants to add anything, but we may talk this other time. Uh, if Darth had been here, I was going to mention about that um, there's quite a bit of uh, movement on the um, the box office mojo page, and I'll put the weekend chart in here, um, and I don't think any of us here have seen it. I think Mike said he's not seen it yet, but... Um, um, Godzilla, apparently, King of the Monsters, has now moved beyond and ahead of Aladdin and Rocket Man uh, uh, in the thing. So, um, is this the sort of film you'll go and see, Ian? Uh, Mike, I think, said something about it, but I think we'll probably not really go delve into this topic very much. I'll put in the link to the uh, Box Office Mojo site there. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'll watch it when it comes out. You know, on Blu-ray, or you know, if I get a rent, a cheap rental or something like that. But I mean, I understand the appeal of the whole Godzilla thing, and um, I kind of was along for it when we when we did the other one, where they totally redid the monster, et cetera, and did Attack New York, et cetera, and um, Matthew Broderick was saving the world. Um, and that was all right, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that much of a fan of the big guy. It's, it's a shame that um, that Ken's not here because I know Ken would be um, yeah, Ken over the head with a stick. <laughs> yeah, it's and, all right. More than Darth, certainly. You're right. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, one of the, one of the connections I have noticed that they've they've got um, the young actress Millie Bobby Brown, who yeah. was. Um, Fame, came to real fame in Stranger Things. Um, yep. um, have we still got another series of Stranger Things to come out? Yes, it comes out Halloween, I think, this year. All right. I know time. On, on Netflix at the moment, I'm waiting for the third and final series of Jessica Jones to come out. Um, uh, and as we just said, um, the... Um, the Good omens that should be coming to BBC after it's aired before. So, right. Um, I thought you'd be you'd get it now because I mean they just dumped the whole thing on on Amazon. It wasn't uh, done episode by episode. It was done in episodes, but it was just dumped all at once. So well, we've I think it might. Be, I think it might because of sport because uh, British sport has been really full on at the moment. I mean, uh, the uh, first time two British teams have contested the European Cup final and uh, we've got the well, the French tennis on and we've had the, the women's. Oh, I think today, Ian, yeah. <laughs> a bit of rather, I think England are playing New Zealand, the women. England women are playing New Zealand women uh, in yeah. another of the, uh, you know, um, uh, in soccer, that is. So um, let's leave that. You know, what's, a, I think, you know what's interesting? Just, just, just before we move on, yeah. yeah, I suppose that's the one thing that we haven't conquered as geeks, nerds, um, what have you, is that you now our kind of culture has become popular. You know, uh, all the Marvel movies and everything. It's like we're uh, breaking box office records and everything, but still haven't had anybody cancel a sporting event. Because it's the you know finale of some sci-fi show. 
You know, you, we're always going to be preempted by sports. We're That's never going to be. We're never going to preempt a sporting event. It's never going to happen. Well, right. I've got. Uh, I'm like, that's never happened. Yeah. I've got a really tough question for you because this actual women's football match it was actually yesterday, so I missed it. Now this was mm -hmm. England women against New Zealand women. Mm -hmm. Would you like to get the score line? No. Well, you usually tell me. Well, New Zealand women are bound to beat the English women. That's what you usually yeah. tell me. Well, they and did. Uh, zero, yeah, nil to one. They won by one goal. Only ah. one goal scored. Yeah, spoilers, sorry. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, well, I think. Um, I think we won. won. I mean, it was just a matter of what the score oh, was. Did, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. did you embarrass you completely, or was it? Yeah, was it you, thought, you thought it was a trick question, didn't you? Right, yeah. there's just one more thing I want to bring in and then. Uh, see if you two guys, and this is just a news item I saw on uh, BBC News Entertainment and Arts, uh, came out 2nd of June, that's very appropriate because that's today. Um, which are the most remade BBC dramas? Uh, again, we're not going to discuss this in any length, but I thought it was interesting because um, uh, first thing that drew my attention was Idris Elba was there because uh, he's got another outing of the um, uh, Luther, uh, which may well, but it says if you go down the path, well, let me share me, let me share me screen again. And then that means that at least the people here in the room now, hopefully you've seen that. Let me go back up the page. Which are the most remade BBC dramas? Luther made Idris Elba above left, the household name, while Shin, oh yeah, Mike, you're on Mike. Mike, can you pronounce that name? Can you see that screen? Well, I'll have to load the page here because I can't see the text in yours. Let's see here. Pronounce oh. that. Uh, Sheen ha Sheen See, that's why we have experts here. And he loses yeah. he play. What's the name of his character? Wu T T Chu. Anyway, <laughs> it's South Korean anyway. So that, but if you go down the page, the most remade BBC dramas of Life on Mars. You, we, we'll skim over the, the American version, but there's a, a Russian version, a Spanish version, Czech Republic version, a China version, and a South Korea, and they've, they've respectfully not included the American one. Mistresses, yeah. I'm not really sure I followed that. Slovak, Russian, US, South Korea, Japan. Luther has been made, as well as UK, in Russia, Georgia, South Korea, and India. Dr. Foster, I think, did you follow Dr. Foster, you and Megan, in? No, I don't think so, not Dr. Foster. Oh, it's, a, it's a, like a murdery, suspensey thing. Right. Um, I, mean, I think Megan would actually like that, if you, it's one of the ones you search out, put it on your to-do list. Uh, France, okay. India, and South Korea, criminal justice, well, that's hardly it with two, it's hardly worth it. Um, an all-male, a female version of Mistresses. Uh, oh, Life on Mars. That's a nice... Oh, look what I've done for you. You've got a lovely picture of Lizzie for you there, Ian. Yep. <laughs> and um, that's from the Mistresses, original cast, and Criminal Justice. And that's uh, uh, Dr. Foster. Okay, um, 
I think that's all I wanted to mention. So, um, should we go to Mike? Mike, anything you want to just spend a, a few minutes on before we wrap up with Ian? Oh, that American version of Life on Mars. Gene Hunt. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> the way they wrote that into the show. Um, but yeah, all these different shows. I haven't, of course, I haven't seen any of these other different versions. It's neat to see that Luther is 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 getting all the all this has all this popularity in, in its remade version. That that's always neat to see. I mean, we were just mentioning the new series of that. I think the new series of that is just right now airing on BBC America, or just recently did on BBC mm. America, the the original British version. Um, yeah, it's a good list there. I'm still behind on that now, Luther. I think like a series behind. I'm gonna find. Gonna be in. I'm gonna be in the mood for Luther, you know, because it's. Oh, it's a bit of a. It's, oh, sorry. Uh -oh. Well, they say the show never ends till the fat lady sings. I think on Cultdom, the show ends when the dogs start barking, doesn't it? And I think Ian's muted himself for that reason. Okay, um, I, I think we'll uh, draw it to a close. Um, I'm not expecting Ian to reply to that. Um, thanks, Mike. You've been an absolute star helping us here today. We have mentioned uh, that hopefully you'll have a quiz this coming Friday. All that remains for me to do, and um, just in case Ian um, is listening but can't speak, I'll play the outro out. Oh, he's back. Um, I was just going to say that I, I would wrap. anything you want to add before we wrap up and will you play the outro? Yes. And well, no. And yes, I think. I think it's right. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Uh, and yes, I will play the outro. Uh, well, down yeah, to you then. I've got, I've got oh, one last thing to add here. Oh. We were oh. speaking about Godzilla a moment ago. Does anyone know how many Godzilla movies there have been? So far, here's a here's a bit of end of show trivial for that's, you. That's seven. Seven 42. Godzilla. Movies? How many do you say, Ian? Or how many do you say? Forty-two. Forty-two. What? You're you're, you're you're closer. This is this is the thirty-fifth Godzilla movie, and the main wow. villain in this movie, King Ghidorah. This is that's a monster that was uh, that appeared in the nineteen sixty-four movie Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. So there you go. A bit of trivial there for you for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> The latest kaiju movie. Wow. There you go. All right. Yep. Yeah, so that that good, right? Huh? All right. So well, since there's only the three of us, we can we can do the, the, the three around, right? Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. The oh, pain no. pills are having absolutely no effect at all on on oh. my my behavior. <laughs> Good. All right. So until see, this is this is what happens at ten years. You know, the wheels are really kind of it, it's past wobbling now. It's just this insane kind of jittery looking mess on the wheel. Stabilizers have come up. Yeah, we're just careening around, running into the sides of the road. Yes. Uh, so yes, uh, ten years. Uh, next month so uh come come on uh, come on and join us uh live if you so prefer 
and uh, poke a stick at the dying corpse. <laughs> it was called the flame. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to sip my coffee. Because <laughs> it's it's getting hard to stay up this late every day now. <laughs> Easing into retirement now. All right. Anyway, so until next time, it's uh, goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. And it's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from one visage of Ian's Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.